Hi, what's up? What's going on? What's going on? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, no, I'm doing well. How's your day going? Honestly, I've done... Wait, can I swear on this? Oh, yeah, no. Everyone always says that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I've done fuck all today and it's actually been blessed. Fair enough. What, has it been Has it been quite busy recently? Yeah, because fucking Collie's just started again. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, How about you, though? What have you been up to? Just literally been doing coursework, same as you, coursework. Um, I, uh, college is hard, because you, you probably are the same as me, right? You've obviously got your photography going, which um, we'll talk about today, but it's hard when you're doing two things. It's hard when you've got, like, a hobby um, slash freelance slash business you're trying to start, and then college, and it's always difficult balance it, balancing it. Do you, do you struggle with that as well? 100% because while I'm based in London I don't live there so the traveling is quite long and it just builds up and then you've got fucking work for school and it's a nightmare yeah do you, work you. As well? do you have like a part-time job or because that would be ex- no but uh, yeah. I'm trying hopefully yeah. one day yeah 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 see that it's a lot of stress like thinking about it now right um it's actually hard being young like if you really think about it like everyone always says oh it's so easy blah 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 you don't pay any bills you still live with your parents you know um you've got energy and shit but it's actually hard like if you really think yeah. about it, like, with what you're doing like with college with your photography looking for a job whatever you're doing right and just life in general you know you have ups and downs it's, it's difficult it's um it's difficult you know yeah, just it's it's fucking mad. Yeah, because oh, the amount of pressure we get and no one talks about it. Yeah, exactly. And people don't realize as well. That's the thing that people don't realize. You know, we uh, yeah, we just get pressure from a lot of places. College, parents, yourself, put pressure on yourself a lot. It's hard. It's not easy. Yeah. It's definitely not easy. But um, on a lighter note, uh, how do you feel about lockdown ending? Or, um, or ending soon-ish. I know it's not actually ending, but you know what I mean. In terms of, obviously, my career and just social life, I'm so excited because this is probably the first time I've ever been excited for summer because I, I like winter. Yeah, I same, like the cold. Same, same, same. same. So, summer, is de- especially in this country, is always horrible, but first time I'm excited for it. Yeah. But... I guess returning to normal means that college is going to go back to normal and having to actually do exams like properly. No, not at all. I'm not up for that. Yeah, it's hard. It is actually hard. You know, I'm, I'm the same as you, to be honest with you. I'm the same. I am looking forward to this year just because there's a lot of stuff going on. But um, it's sort of going to be a shock because we've all sort of been indoors for so long. Now going back to normal, I feel like people are gonna get like a bit like overwhelmed a bit because you know we haven't really. Oh, been yeah. You get what I'm saying? Are you doing like online lessons? or Are you going back to college now? Oh, I'm back in the classroom. Nice. Yeah. Same. 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 Yeah. Yeah. How do you find that? Me? How do I find it? Uh, I like it. I do prefer it more than online lessons. But the thing is, I do online lessons and cl- normal lessons as well. I'm not a fan of it. I'd rather just do one. I'd rather do staying at home, 
in fact, no, I don't like online lessons. I just rather go back to normal, like fully on fully yeah. class lessons. Um, yeah, just normal. You know, I don't know about you, but the only only really now because I'm gonna be finishing in like uh, July, right? Um, I'm I'm just I'm just waiting. I'm just literally waiting. I'm waiting until you know we're done because ed- ed- education is long. It's re- it's really long. Yeah, I, it drags. Yeah. It, um, it does drive but anyway I want to talk to you about your photography so guys um, damn let's actually introduce podcast I, I always like doing that just to see how people stays are going but today we have who's Loza and guys Hi. This is the thing right this is the thing right I always I always do this right I always do this these are creators that are going to be upcoming but this 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 lady here has worked for a lot of artists who are in the game and are upcoming to be, I think personally, um, a lot, just be big. You've got like um, Henshaw, I know you've worked with him, Sebastian, Just Nick. Um, you basically are behind the scenes getting all the pictures and I don't think people realize, right? Like with the age of social media, pictures need to be taken. Pictures need to be taken. Yeah. And photographers like 100%. yourself are basically running the game in that, in that, um, in that field. So. One thing I wanted to talk to you about, right, is I looked in your social media the other day just to do some research on you. And um, your first shoot was with Sebastian, if I'm correct. Yes, as Who's Loza. Um, that, it wasn't a solo shoot with him. It was actually, I guess, behind the scenes at a studio session, like recording music studio session. Nice. And because the outside just looked dope, one at a time me and the group I was with went outside and took pictures and yeah uh that was just Seb's it, it doesn't sound that interesting but <laughs> yeah no but that's the thing right that's the thing like how was that I wanted to ask you then that picture was that when you got into photography or were you doing stuff beforehand no um I've rebranded a lot um but we'll come to that in like the future, okay. but as who's Loza, that was my first shoot. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, yes, but also, no. Generally no, but specifically yes. <laughs> nice, nice. And what 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 got you into photography then? Because I know it must be hard being a photographer because it literally anyone can, not anyone can do it, but anyone can do it if that makes sense. Like there's a lot of photographers I know around just myself like five photographers how did you get into photography and how did you feel knowing that you're in a field which everyone's basically doing it nowadays um some of my like fondest childhood memories is just walking around you know like family friends by gardens with a really shitty little camera and just taking pictures of plants so the love for it has always been there uh, it hasn't always been what i wanted to do but I went through a phase of wanting wanting to become a music journalist. So I would collect magazines, uh, like music, alternative rock ma- magazines. And then I had th- this realization one day that the reason I bought them wasn't to read the articles. It was to look at the pictures and collect the posters. And that's what I wanted to do. But ending up in the like the scene, I guess, complete accident it wasn't calculated I wasn't networking really? wow 
everyone that I work with consistently. So like Seb, Nick, I met them before my photography actually became a career. We were all friends first. So it, it just happened by chance, honestly. Wow, that's amazing. And um, working with all of these, these um, artists, was that something where you, because obviously with that, with that, um, that magazine, that magazine, right, did that sort of get you involved in taking for pictures for artists? Or was that a thing where, okay, cool, you like the pictures, I just happen to know artists, let me just take pictures of them? Or was it actually more all um, planned out? It actually started with my GCSE media coursework. Okay. We were making our own magazines and because I have very photogenic, beautiful friends, they were automatically going to be the models for it. So we, I would like meet up with them. We did a little shoot and then it just built from there and we just kept on working and it went from just coursework and school shit to our careers. Amazing. That, that's, that's awesome. And, and how did, how, how was it? How was it telling them that, okay, this is something I, I want to do then. I, I want to take pictures. Actually, no, I want to, I want to ask you, I want to ask you, right. Cause obviously you said you wanted to do um, media. Well, how did you get into, how did you get into that then? Cause obviously it seems like you've gone from media to photography. What got you into actually media in the first place? When I was younger, I was a massive book nerd. And it was just a natural like progression from like reading to more like online journalism type shit okay and because music has always been a huge part of my life it was a no-brainer combining of the two mm. so you've got like music and then the, the writing so it was just that which then evolved into photography that's amazing that's amazing and then going back to working with these artists right like you because that's the, when i when i think of who's loza um, I think that's your style. Like your style is working with with artists. No, seriously, like working with artists, having a sort of grungy, um, alternative, um, sort of uh, dark academic sort of vibe. That's what I think about your your pictures, and that's one thing I wanted to talk about, right? Because I know with working in a field in an industry where literally anyone can sort of be a photographer now you've got a phone in your pocket you could take pictures and you could do effects and obviously there's a lot more work than that I'm not a photographer so I don't know and you probably know a lot more than me right um how 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 did you manage to find your own style was it a thing where it was an accident you just thought okay these effects looks cool or was it a thing where you're like okay I I need to sort of make my own niche I need to sort of make my own style so I can be recognized how did you come about um having your own sort of style because I personally think you've now got like a a style a unique style and I I would be able to recognize your pictures in a group of other images so was that an accident or was that planned out well okay first of all thank you um yes. that, that's a massive fucking compliment to me I really appreciate it no worries but I don't really know, like, 
that's the specific style I have I guess was just a result of like experimentation but as I said I rebranded a lot so the style I have now was never like intended right from the beginning I've tried so many different things and a lot of them failed we don't talk about that but it was mainly just combining my own personal like style and I guess aesthetic in a way with what was around me like my my peers' like styles and combining them with the inspiration of many other photographers because I am in no way the first one that has like my style like there have been others before me mm. it's about putting your own twist on it so I guess yeah it was just that um my biggest inspiration though is a guy called uh Dylan Scott and his Instagram is at Dylan Giggs um if you're listening to this hi um, I've never met the guy, but his style, his shots, fucking amazing. And I look up to him a lot. And I, we actually are kind of like mutuals. And that's really cool. Probably one of my biggest achievements. But yeah. So. That's amazing. That's, that's amazing. Um, wow, that's cool. So it was a thing where it was a trial and error. And that's one thing, right? Because this, this podcast is, is aimed towards creatives. Because I think... I literally know so many photographers and also just people who want to work for themselves, right? And that's one thing I think you said, which is so important, which is shit fails. <laughs> like f- f- things fail all the time. Things fail. Um, you think they're going to go right and they don't. And and that's one I, that's one question I want to ask you. When you're trying out these styles and they're flopping and they weren't looking too great or they were looking great, but you just weren't happy with them, what kept you going? What what kept you from from giving up and be like, nah, this photography thing is dead? Why did you kept keep on going? Because I personally don't believe that everyone can be a photographer. Because anyone can take a picture, yeah, but yeah. that's not what photography is. Mm. There's the developing your style. There's learning. There's a lot of theory that goes behind it, and just actually embodying photography because you have to throw yourself in it and actually do it in order to learn and grow from it so anyone can take a picture but you have to be fully committed and it was just realizing that I was willing to be committed so no matter how unmotivated and disappointed I got there are people at the top of their game out there and looking at them and seeing it was so inspiring at the same time. Because if they can do it, why can't I? I'm on my own path. They're on their path. My timings are going to be different if they're succeeding and I'm failing. That's how it's meant to be. But I can still get there. So it was just using inspiration to like fuel me amazing amazing so it was a case of just sort of you know being inspired by other people that's interesting that's a really interesting uh answer to that question because a lot of people say they're cliche uh this is what i want to do um i didn't give up um but the fact that you found it from literally looking at other people's work and you're like okay let me try this let me try that let me try this let me try that um yeah that that was great and and how did you actually realize then okay this style is not working out for me because I think there's a difference, right, from 
uh, being delusional and, and giving up. When did you realize that, okay, this style's not really working out for me? Because obviously you said that you've rebranded and you've tried different styles. When did you sort of um, come to the conclusion that, okay, I need to sort of switch things up here? I was never satisfied, like completely. Like you are a creative yourself. When you create something, you do feel like fulfillment from it. Yeah, and you can tell the difference between being completely happy with it and being satisfied. Definitely. You understand? Yeah. So I was never fully happy. And then I had just come back from a shoot and I was editing and I was just playing around. And I just, I blew my own mind. And that sounds quite big headed, but it was the first time I had actually done what I did that day. And as soon as I sent it to, um, I think it was Nashi, he was the first one to get pictures back from that shoot. And he was like, yeah, this is your style. This is you. And I had to agree. And it was just amazing. Amazing. So, so that, that's great. That's actually sick. Because I think people don't realise how this shit takes time. Like... It takes time to, to, to fail. It takes time to sort of find your new style. So with that being said, what I wanted to, to move on to, right, is, okay, cool. You've now got, you know, Nashi saying, yo, um, Lauren, this is sick. This is your style. When are you now thinking, um, okay, I could potentially do this for income? Because I know, obviously, people can put shoots of you on your Instagram. Obviously, yeah. you, know, you charge money for it, which is rightly so. You do great work. You shouldn't really be doing it you know, for, for free, you know, you're creative. And at the end of the day, people need to, people need to see what value you bring out there. So when we like, okay, cool, I could do this for freelance or potentially as a business. When did you, when did you come up with that idea? It was actually the people around me and my friends who pushed me to start charging because it was always something I was scared to do because I hate asking like people for money. Mm. It doesn't feel right. Mm. Like, I much prefer like lending it to people than taking it myself. So, but just more and more of my friends kept saying, you need to start charging for this. Like you're too good. And I never quite believed it, but I just thought I might as well. Cause who doesn't need money? We're all broke. Mm. So That's yeah, amazing. it wasn't actually my idea. That's amazing. That's amazing. You know, and, and, and I think one thing you said that's important, right? I think people, a lot of, a lot of us, creatives you know when we have a skill set and we like to live for fun um it's great we like to do it for fun and and i think a lot of the time people who want to work with us they can sort of take advantage but when you sort of realize you know that no i'm actually i'm actually valuable they wouldn't come to me if i weren't good i could charge for this right and that and in that case that was your friends telling you yo lauren you need to you need to start you know getting people to pay you right it can always be scary it can always be scary to to you know say okay this is how much this is blah 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 um so how did that go then how did that go from okay cool your friends telling you you need to charge them what was the next step was it a case where you're like okay um, i need to sit down come with my prices and then were you sort of um promoting yourself because i know you you do you're quite consistent on social media you put your booking prices up you also put a lot of um um knowledge on how people can improve their work which i'm going to go into so your, your igt series but how how was it then what was the next step from 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 figuring out okay i can make money from this what did you do after that it was 
a lot of research into like the standard pricing of photographers and incorporating not only the real estate budgets people would have because we're not all like big grown adults with jobs okay a lot of the people around me and in the scene we're young we're kids we're broke you know they're not gonna be able to uh, afford like 200 quid a shoot that's unrealistic and because back then I was even smaller than I am now I also incorporated how big I actually was as a artist and creative so yeah it was just bare calculations and just being realistic with it awesome yeah that's something i think is important and i think i'm happy you said that because i think people don't realize right how much work it got um and research it goes into finding what you want to do and making money for people think and, and most of the time i don't know if you get this but it's always the people who are maybe not creative they want to do the standard job or they're just not in the same industry as you. They always, they may, they, they, they downplay it. They're like, it can't be that hard. Just come up with a number and charge that. Do you get what I'm saying? I don't know if you get that, but it's wow. a lot harder to, to, to think about, okay, cool. What's their budget? How big am I? Um, if I charge this, are they going to come back to me? And, and I think people that aren't creatives don't sort of realise that. Did you ever sort of get that? Not negative feedback, but did you ever sort of get people downplaying um, the research you did? Oh, 100%, definitely. Really? Mainly from um, my parent, actually. So that wasn't actually surprising, but I guess older generations can't really wrap their head around a non-nine-to-five type of job because most of them never even tried it. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, but um, a good point that I do actually want to make to anyone who is a photographer and is listening is that if you do charge, you don't always have to charge. It is okay to work for free. In the case of it being like a collaboration, I've got mates who are rappers. They don't charge their friends for features. It's a collaboration. Do not feel bad. Do not feel like you're failing or like you're not good enough to be paid at all. It is okay. Breathe. You've got this. That's amazing. I think people need to... Yeah, that's that's really important. That's really important because I think you you see it as well. You know, you seem like you're a pretty motivated person. We're in this sort of age now, and I said it on a lot of podcasts I recorded. Um, we're in this hustle culture where like you've got to be 19, 20, earning tens of thousands per month. Um, you need to be the best at what you're doing, and um, it will only take you like a year. And that's really unrealistic. And I think it's dangerous. I don't know about you, but I think it's really dangerous because mm-hmm. young people like us now, we're on social media, we're seeing people that are quite big. Um, I don't know, YouTubers like KSI, I don't know, any, anyone you're watching, right? And they're still young. And we think, oh, damn, I'm, I'm really behind. But we don't realize that we're still young. To get, I'm saying we don't realize that we're still in college. We've got we've got other priorities because it's not only this right. We need to actually think about our education, um, and you know we have other things going on. And and I wanted to ask you right, how do you sort of stay balanced in that and 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 not to and not and don't and basically don't not put in too much pressure on yourself because the photography world is is again the fill up with a load of people who are doing really well and maybe young as well. How do, you, um, how do you cope with that? And how do you make sure you aren't comparing yourself to them sort of people? 
to those sort of people? In all honesty, I don't really cope. Um, I haven't really figured that one out yet. Um, I think we all compare ourselves to other people, even if we don't realize it. Yeah. It's just how things are now and that sucks. But I guess my best advice would be to just not fight it. Just let it happen. Like if you're hit with creative block, if you try and force it, you're gonna make it worse. So if you're unmotivated, just chill out, just be unmotivated. It will come to you. And when it does, you're gonna be so on it. You won't even be able to think about what it would be like to be unmotivated, if you get me. Mm. So you don't have to know, you don't have to know how to cope. Just be there, be present in the moment. Don't worry about anyone else or the future, just live. That, that's, I think that's so true. And, and how do you, um... Do you still go through those phases of creative block where nothing comes to mind? 100%. I had one a couple months ago. I probably had one last month. You know, it happens so much, even with people you wouldn't even expect. Like, I can guarantee you, your favourite rapper, your favourite YouTuber, your favourite, I don't know, author, who's gone through so many blocks and could even be in one right now. Mm. It happens. It doesn't mean you're bad. It just It's natural. Definitely. Definitely. I, I think you're, yeah, you're right. And I think that's good for people to hear, right? Because um, right, I was talking to this about to someone the other day, like we're not robots. Like we do have ups and downs. We do have days where we're not, we're not feeling it. We have days where we're on, 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 you know, on cloud nine. And I feel like in this day and age, right, on social media, it's always the high, the highs. It's always, we're always seeing people's best moments, but we never see their, their down moments. No one's ever going to post, you know, a picture of them crying because someone's passed away or a picture of them just, you know, sitting down doing nothing, watching Netflix. They always want to post the, the, the highlights of their life. And I feel like it's important to realise that um, everyone that we see, your favourite actor, your favourite anyone they do have down moments and I feel like what you've said is important um just going with emotions and just just basically realizing that it won't it won't be forever and that's that's one thing actually you wanted to talk to you about right I know obviously you said you have creative blocks but you've done a lot of cool work you've, you've done a lot of cool work and we mentioned that at the beginning so what is a piece that you're most proud of because I saw a, a post that you put up it wasn't recent um i think it was for the black lives matter movement it was called silence is violence i believe and i thought that was amazing i thought it was great like that that picture you could see the energy you could see the crowd not being happy and i thought that was a, a great um piece of photography you took there but what is your most proud uh piece of work you've done to date it was probably that one wow because that just the energy of being there life-changing and like I could feel myself learning new things because obviously as a white woman I'm very very privileged and so like my best friends are going to live completely different experiences to me mm. and just being in a place that's so charged of making difference and knowing that if this change doesn't happen some of the people closest to me, even strangers, because it doesn't matter if I know them or not. Mm. People are affected and it was just incredible. I, 
I don't know how to put it into words, which is why I'm waffling right now. Mm. You really have to be there. I, but... I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Because I, I went to I went to um one of the uh protests and it was crazy, like the fact that so many people came out, the fact that you know, so many people were charged and um obviously it's different for me because obviously I'm black and, and it does affect me, but um yeah. how 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 was it then? Was it a case where you were uh, you did you feel any type of awkwardness there? Because I know I had friends who were who are white and they did go and they felt like ah oh, it's a bit awkward because obviously I'm you know I'm not black. Did you ever feel that or were you were you quite comfortable? No, I I felt comfortable. Well, okay, I mean the the context of the situation was absolutely horrible. Yeah. Like that in this day and age we have to protest basic human rights is horrible but being in that environment i did feel comfortable because it is my job to use the privilege that i have to raise up other voices and i won't be able to do that unless i turn up to these things i do these things i help and not take over and not stay silent find the balance between those two things and in that case it was really it was keeping my black friends safe because I saw videos of that day. There were police officers beating people up in some cases. Luckily, we weren't anywhere near there. And I don't think we were there at that time. But that could have happened to us so easily. And the only way I could have helped was to use my race. So it was just about protecting the people I can. Mm. It seems like you're really interested in like um, the humanity and becoming better as a human race. A lot of young people don't really care too much to be interviewed. You do get, you know, the odd people who post the black, you know, I, you probably realise, you know, the Blackout Tuesday uh, square, loads of people posted that. But I, I personally think a lot of them didn't really care. They just did it because it was sort of a trend at the time. Um, what got you involved in just caring about the human race because it seems like you know from looking on your instagram as well you don't only post a lot about photography you post a lot about um just humans being nice to other humans and and things that are unjust um what made you so interested in those sort of things i mean i do i study politics at college it's one of my subjects and the subcultures that i'm a part of you know like goth punk and shit that they're, they're very politically charged and motivated so it was just being in my own community as well as keeping aware of everything that was happening around me and you know listening to my friends when they tell me about their experiences and listening to people on the internet who voice their experiences and realizing what I could do even if it was just educating someone or reposting something because you don't know who's seen that and thought, I don't know about that, let me read that. You know, even if one person is like that and everyone else just skips it, you know, that is one person you've just helped. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Because although obviously the black, the BLM protests for George Floyd and for the many other uh, people who passed away from the brutality in the UK, because it does happen in the UK, I think that we forget, and in America, um, just because of obviously everyone's posting about it doesn't mean everyone knows. Um, and I think that's really important what he said, right? Just the one person who's who's gonna see the post, that could that could enlighten them to what's going on. Um, 
and and that's that's important. That's that's really really important. You know, uh, I wanted to ask you. I had some friends right who who did have to cut people off. Like I was I was I was I was doing another podcast um, with an actual photographer, um, and she was like, I had to cut some people off because some of my family and friends they didn't support the the the, the movement. Or they were saying pretty nasty things, pretty uneducated and ignorant things. Not nasty. They probably meant it in a in a. Oh, it's nasty to be fair. Well, did you ever did you ever find that with people who you were uh, who you thought wouldn't you wouldn't get that from? Luckily, no one that I know as in like friends. Um, I'm very blessed to be part of a quite aware. A group of people that we can have these conversations about and there's no hatred or bigotry but I'd say my family have been far more shut off because I don't know really I, I struggle to understand how even older generations are still like that because they have phones they have you know Facebook the internet they have the news like there's no excuse for it you have so much information and ways around you to educate yourself and you don't and even when people try and talk to you you still shut it down like you can't excuse that especially if you're grown you should know better yeah I think what you said is really powerful because I think yeah it must be hard it must be hard um damn I didn't think about it I didn't think you know parents would be things obviously you know my parents you know obviously my parents are black that's a dumb thing to say but um I didn't that's 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 crazy that's crazy did that how did that make you feel then you know how did that make you feel how was that a thing where you you yeah how did that make you feel because I'm trying to think if that happened to me right that would really confuse me because obviously your, your your parents and obviously they probably don't mean they don't mean um in intent right they're just you know they may not know what's going on and I think again it's not only parents it's the older generations you know it's people who are before us that you know are used to um not seeing many you know black or Asian because it's not only black people Asian any any other cultures in the UK because obviously we live in the UK and it's predominantly white right um how did it feel it being so close to home even if it wasn't that bad if it was just sort of um little remarks of ignorance did that sort of make you feel a kind of way it was scary. Really? Honestly. Wow. Because my mother, uh, she, I call it subtle bigotry, subtle racism. Like, she'll be nice to your face, but her head is so full of, like, stereotypes and bigotry that she'll, she'll keep it quiet. And mm. she's worked in healthcare since she was 19 years old. So to think of what she could have done you know, like the power she had as that kind of authority while also having that kind of ignorance, that scares me. Mm. It really scares me because I don't know what she might have done and not even realised the true impact. Wow. And it's very real. Wow. Wow. That's that's interesting. And um, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, Wow, I didn't, I didn't think about it. You know, I didn't think about it in that sort of in that sort of sense. But obviously, with that with that sort of um, with that picture you posted, the silence of violence post, um, you said you obviously learned a lot 
and you realize that a lot of things are going on right. When you said you learned a lot, was it more a case of learning photography skills, maybe with cool effects? Or was it a thing where you were just learning about the culture? Because I know as a photographer, as a creative, you consistently have to keep on getting better at your skill set, right? Um, what did you actually learn when you went to that post? Was it more a case of the people or was it actually practical knowledge? I'd say both because looking at it as a photographer, it was more like documentary rather than portrait, which was something I'd never really done before. So it was new. And obviously I had to keep in mind, you know, people's consent to being in things. And it was a very intense situation. So it was just knowing when to pick the right moment because people could be very emotional and they're not gonna want that captured. So it was figuring that out, as well as learning about the culture, definitely, because as a white person, I will never ever fully be able to understand what it's like for anyone other than just my own race. Like I will never be able to understand that mm. to its full extent. But what I can learn, I want to and I need to. So just being in that kind of environment, looking in the eyes of people who were having a very, very real experience and fighting for their own rights, it was changing and I really can't describe it. I really can't. Wow, that, that, that's crazy. I think, I think that, 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 that um, time span last year was, was a crazy time. A lot of stuff was going on. Obviously COVID was one rampant. Damn. And then obviously the, the, the BLM probably started happening. Um, and it was just a crazy time. I can remember literally everyone was posting about it. Um, there was just so much going on. There was so much going on. And actually, I want to ask you uh, that, right? How did you feel creatively wise? Were you still quite motivated or was it a case where you're now indoors because you're obviously, um, you know, locked down because of the new restrictions and you're also seeing all of this stuff going on? Did you still feel motivated to work? Because I know a lot of people that's getting to their head. That's really going to affect them. That's really going to make them feel demotivated, upset. Um, not only the fact that they're obviously seeing all of this cruelty going on in the world, but also they're indoors, they can't go anywhere. How did you feel at that sort of time? Can you remember? I think at that point in the year, you know, travel was becoming more easier and you, you could go out for like a little bit safely. Yeah. Mm. So with the peak of that and the more freedom we had that was motivating but it was also a case of you know people are going to need a distraction they can't be on 100% of the time so tr I guess it was just trying to be that distraction for some people I know that sounds a bit you know big-headed and as a small creator my influence is going to be absolutely tiny if it's there at all but any change is worth it, I guess. I don't That sounds so, yeah. I know what you mean, though. I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. I think this is the thing, right? This is the thing. This is the thing, because we do need distractions. Like, we do need, you know, being creatives, our minds are going all the time, and we're trying to figure out what other projects we could do, and we're on social media. And like I said at the beginning, we're young people, right? We need some sort of distraction. We need some sort of distraction. So I don't think you're in the wrong saying that. I think you're just saying what everyone sort of related to at the time. Like, I know I was on social media. Like, it's crazy. Like, 
I, I, I went to um, a, a protest. I didn't even post a picture because I was like, this is getting all a bit crazy. So I, I, can, I can see why people came off. A lot of people probably came off social media um, yeah. and a lot of people probably had to find like a new hobby or something to do because obviously it was, it was mad and it's not good. Like it's not good stuff we're seeing. It's, you know, some, we've seen the footage of really, of, of a guy being, being killed, you know, by the police. It's not good stuff. So I, I understand what you mean by distractions. Um, but going back to improving, right? You then you you recently started to do um, an IGT series, an IGTV series, right? Where you um, teach people, you teach people uh, how to edit, and I, I watch some of them. I just like uh, you know, I like watching content. I, I'm not a photographer, but it, it's good stuff, right? What got you into do that? Like, was there an inspiration? Did you watch someone and you're like, nah, I want to do this myself? Or was it a case where you were getting questions from other photographers? Yeah, um, I have other friends who are photographers and some of them are like just starting out and they'll ask me like, how do I do this? Um, you know, how do I get that to work? And it was just a case of that and realizing there was so much I wish I knew in the beginning. And everyone needs that little bit of help. Everyone needs that push, that guidance. And I got it into three one minute videos, just the basics that people can then develop themselves. That's amazing. That's amazing. I think that's something um, really helpful that you've done because I don't think people realize how you should really just be trying to improve all the time, you know? Any, any, anything that you do, even if you're not creative, you should really be trying to push all the time. But it's hard. It's hard nowadays because everyone's sort of doing it. You don't know who's telling the right thing. You don't know who's telling the wrong thing. You don't know why they're doing it. Um, so that, that series, I think, was re really helpful. And is that something you're going to be continuing to do? Because I know, um, you know, one of your most recent posts is you're obviously taking a break, but you're going to be back harder. Is that something that we're going to be expecting, you know, in in later in the year? Or is it going to be... Was that just like a sort a short mini series? In terms of IGTV, it was really just that series. Obviously, if something else comes up that I want to help with, there will be more in the future. I'm not completely running it off. Um, I do want to do more experience, not experience, experimenting with reels and that. Um, because those are really like popping off at the moment for different creatives and it's a good way to get outreach 100%. and yeah so I want to prioritize that but my biggest priority is just working and on my feed really amazing amazing that's 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 great and yeah keep keep on keep on going and that's one thing I wanted to ask you right because I know um, you said you know you have a lot of uh, friends who are maybe starting out photography right um how was your first shoot how was your first shoot when you um met up maybe this was before the rebrand how was that were you nervous were you pretty confident in your skill set how are you feeling at the time it was before I was even fully considering photography as a career it was just a coursework thing and it was with like my close friends so I didn't put too much thought into it, if I'm being honest. I was just walking around Shoreditch with the camera and my mates and just a quick couple pictures here and there and just having a fun day. It wasn't until it really came to working with strangers 
that the nerves were there. Yeah. Because professional. Have to be professional. Yeah, I'm I'm quite a shy person. So speaking to people I'm not fully comfortable with is something I'm still working on to this day. And then obviously as a woman meeting up strangers, yeah, it can get a bit scary. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um but no, that first shoot, that first shoot was uh calm. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. That's that's cool. And um, obviously, there's a lot of struggles with, with, you know, first putting yourself out there. And that's that's one thing I wanted to know. What has been sort of your hardest part, being a creative and a photographer up till now? What was something that you really struggled with, and what was the moment where you're like, "Damn, this is this is really tough." Because people need to know, because I feel like a lot of the time people, again, don't talk about, we always talk about, ah, oh, this person's so successful. You know, people don't talk about flopping and they don't talk about the days being hard. Um, what was the hardest sort of time for you being a, a creative? I wouldn't say it was just one specific time. Okay. It was, it comes back to the whole rebranding scenario it was just staying consistent and staying happy with what I was doing because there's a lot of pressure out there to, you know, not give up. And if you give up, you're a failure. Yeah. And we don't see it happening to anyone else. You know, we see people, you know, growing massively and thinking, oh, it just happened. It yeah. was a straight line. It was easy yeah. when really you can give up in a sense. Yeah. It, it, what matters is about, doing something else or picking yourself back up mm. Mm. you know even if you stay down in one area if you're up in another then go for it you know it's not a straight line mm. it's a squiggle and mm. those squiggles go down mm. uh, yeah I, I think that's really important I think yeah dropping knowledge I think literally right I, I was talking to one of my friends literally like just before this call talking about how hard it is and he was like like look man we all start at zero like no matter how long you're going to be at zero if you keep on going and if you keep on being consistent um you will get there and it's it's always being being like a freelancer you, you probably know right there's always a sense of underestimation you know you always sort of feel like you have a sense of imposter syndrome, like, oh, if something really does grow great, you're like, damn, did I deserve it? And you probably always feel like, oh, people, you know, may underestimate me because I'm not big. I haven't got a big following. But I think what you said is important, how, like, success is not a straight line. Like, it really is a squiggly line. Like, I don't think we realise we... And it goes back again to, like, um, you know, social media. Like, it, we see people starting from zero and getting to 100 real quick it doesn't it doesn't work like that like it really doesn't work like that you have ups and downs you fail you get back up you fail again you get back up you fail again maybe even worse you get back up and you know if you just keep on going right if you just keep on picking yourself up as you said right eventually um, you're going to get to where you need to be um one thing I actually wanted to ask you talking about this then is how do you how do you stay happy how do you actually stay happy with your, what you're doing because I know with me right you know um running a business or in a clothing brand right it's really hard to stay happy when you know things aren't going your way right and it's really difficult to stay consistent that's one thing I, I relate 
with what you said as well, right? Staying consistent is really difficult. I don't think people realise, you know, we all have our own lives to live. We've got other things going on. So, you know, being consistent is, for me, the hardest thing, for me personally, right? How do you stay balanced and how do you stay happy with what you're doing? I guess, okay, the biggest thing that I learned is recognising when you're becoming too obsessed. Like, for my case if I'm spending more than 10 minutes just looking at my own profile and over analyzing what my feed looks like, the type of things I'm posting, I'm not thinking rationally. I'm going to be unhappy with everything because I'm in a bad mindset. Learn to just stop, walk away and come back when you're in a far better mood because the more you overanalyze and the like, more unhappy you get, it's not going to be based on real concerns you're going to be nitpicking the tiniest things that you can because you think it's there mm. so it's learning to you know step away and then coming back but it's yeah. also especially in terms of social media an algorithm is just an algorithm it's just coding it's gonna affect everyone differently for different periods of time I don't know about you, but for me, a change in algorithm where I'm being like, not shadow banned, but you know, like you're getting less engagement, that can really knock your motivation and self-esteem, if I'm being honest, because you get into your own head about it. You're thinking, oh, no one likes what I'm doing. But in reality, they might not just see it. And, you know, give it a couple of weeks. If you keep that consistency going, you're going to get picked up by the algorithm. And it's, it's, someone else is probably going to get ignored, you know? It's just coding. It's not a reflection of your own work. It's not real. Your work is real. Just focus on your work. I'm I'm just nodding my head because I agree with exactly what you're saying because I've struggled with it as well. And I think people need to realise that, right? Like social media at the end of the day, you can get you many places at the end of the day. It's just a bunch of code. Literally, it's just a bunch of code, you know? And I think what you said about the algorithm is... Is, is really important because people don't realize people literally you know will do the most uh if a certain post isn't getting so many likes and um i i i i i, I relate so much to what you said about looking at your feed the feed over analyzing what you could what you could have proved and stuff i think it's, it's crazy nowadays and and um that's 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 one thing i wanted to talk to you about right um have you ever, I know we talked about comparisons and, and always comparing yourself to people. When looking at your feed, do you do it to other people as well? Like other photographers like, oh damn, I could have done this. I could have done that. I could have done this. I probably could have copied this idea. Or is it only you? Are you always criticizing your own work or not criticizing your own work, but over analyzing? Or is it a case where you are trying to look at other people's uh, feeds to sort of get inspiration and to sort of see what you could have done better? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. A lot of people yeah. like to act like their idea is original and they came up with it yeah. themselves. You know, I don't mind saying that my friends are some of my biggest inspirations. Obviously, I'm going to look at what they do. They're all incredible. You know, it doesn't matter if I'm talking about my photographer friends or my musician friends. They're all amazing and we can all learn from each other. So I definitely look at other, my friend's profile and other people's profiles, definitely. 
Yeah, same, same. Yeah, no, I, I think it's important because you can always look at, you know, what you can improve, you know. Um, and, and and it seems like you're you're quite good at, it seems like you're quite self-aware because a lot of people think they're the shit. They think I'm the best. I, I there's nothing I can improve on, right? Um, do you feel like there's anything you could still get better at? And if so, what are things you're currently trying to work on to uh, improve your 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 work and take it to the the, the uh, next level? I get the first thing that comes into my head is definitely creative direction. Like I said, I'm quite a shy person. So I guess it's just being comfortable with bossing people around. Yeah, yeah. That's something I, I hate doing because I feel like I'm like inconveniencing them, yeah. even though that they've paid me to mm. boss them around. Yeah. It doesn't feel right. So it's just getting over that hurdle. Yeah, that's crazy. I think you even said on one of your IGTVs, like um, that was one tip. Like that was on tip. You were like, uh, I can't remember what you said, but you're like, don't be afraid to tell people what to do or something like yeah. um, different positions. That's hard. Yeah, I can understand that because I'm, yeah, I, I'm sort of a, a, a quite chilled guy, and and you sort of have to. It's hard, right? Because you sort of have to be. Um, you're sort of a bit. You are business. You are a business, and there's a professionalism you need to meet. And people are going to expect certain things from you, even if it's just a case of, um, Lauren, tell me where to pose. Is this okay? Should I do this? Blah, blah, blah. And obviously being a chill person is cool. But if you think, damn, um, I want to get the best out of this shoot, you're probably going to have to say to them, no, get in this position. Um, can you stay here, please? Blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever you need to do, right? And that that's, that's crazy. So um, talking about then, looking back on hindsight, looking back on the past, is there anything you would have done differently with shoots, um uh social media anything is there anything that you 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 think about now and you're like oh i could i could have done that better yeah for one i wouldn't have rebranded so many times that massive waste of time honestly it's a it was a big setback and getting over the anxiety of going out and meeting people that i don't know mm. i turned down so many opportunities because no one I knew was going to be there. Yeah. And that is probably still something um, I'm going to do a lot. I'm going to make those mistakes in the future. And I'm okay with that. It's just, it's skin. it's a progress type thing. You know, if I could reduce that and get over that, I'm cool. Just, I wish I had actually started doing that earlier instead of just immediately shutting things down. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that that's 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 um that's really interesting. I, I get the same as well, and I think a lot of creatives do. I think anyone watching this that's a creative, they probably do. You know, it's scary at the end of the day, right? It's scary putting yourself out there, especially when you're maybe an introvert and you're used to working on your own, used to working indoors, and you don't really have to interact with people. So when you're working with someone who's obviously paid and it's not a friend relationship like it's probably different it's probably different for you right if you're doing a shoot with just nick rather than someone you've never met before right it's a lot, a lot different it's a lot yeah different, very different you know so when when you when you're now a business when it's not like 
you're not friends where well, you can't really make too much small talk because you don't know the person they've literally just paid you it, it, it must be hard it must be really really difficult to, to put yourself out there like that so is there is there any goals that you've got for the end of the year or for you know um in the future just in general um in terms of meeting up with people not any set goals my main one and probably only one is just consistency nice. and just you know keep on experimenting keep on posting keep on going out and doing shoots just keep it up because right now there's not a lot that we can do so just do what i can amazing amazing that's that's yeah <laughs> that's that's amazing i think I think a lot of people are probably are probably wanting to do the same as you, being indoors, getting back to the workflow, getting back to to you know uh, being in the trenches. And and um, how do you want your work to be remembered in the future? Because obviously, I personally think you've got a style that is very very unique. It's it's noticeable. People realize it, right? Is there any way you want to be remembered in the future when you know you've you know you you've done really well in photography or your work? I guess I don't really care if people remember me or not. Yeah, um, I just want people, I want to make people happy now. So if in like a couple decades or a couple hundred years when I'm dead, no one can look back what I've done. <coughs> I don't mind. Everyone's going to be forgotten anyway. Yeah. So it, it sounds dark and pessimistic, but in my head, it's just being realistic, you know? Not everyone's, no one's going to be remembered. So just live now. Just make people happy now. Just do what you want. That's amazing. But don't kill people. Yeah. Even that's, bad. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, that. That's amazing. And is there is there any advice you want to give to any photographers watching this or any creators in general? Because, you know, we do have a lot of upcoming um, creatives that are, that are tuned in. Is there any advice you want to sort of give to them? If there's something that you want to try, try it if you can. And if you can't, get as close to it as you can. Improvise. There is always a way. If, like, and if you're sad and you have no motivation and you're just not feeling it, that is okay. You don't have to be on it every day. Like we discussed earlier, this whole culture of having multiple side hustles, as well as maybe a job and school, it's so unhealthy and it's so unrealistic and just don't bow down to that. Just go at your own pace and don't get in your head. That's amazing. That is amazing. Well, appreciate you coming on. I think you dropped a lot of knowledge here. I, I, I wanted to get you on for a long time. There's always people I want to get on for a while. I look at people's work. I'm like, eventually I'll get them on. So, and I also know a lot of photographers. So I think this podcast will be very, very useful. Um, where can people find you? Where can people find you? Uh, Your social media. You can find me on Instagram, which is at Who's Loza, or one word. You can find me on Twitter. That's the same handle. Um, those are my two main platforms. The rest are just like personal accounts. And on my photography instas and accounts, there are links to my personals if you're interested. So yeah. But if it's okay with you, can I just shout out some people? Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so, um, oh, they're going to hate me for this. Um, we've mentioned them before. Um, 
but the people I do just want to shout out quickly is Just Nick and Nashi, okay? Nice. They're two of the people I've probably known the longest and my most frequent collaborators. And I wouldn't be doing photography right now if it wasn't for them working with me and keeping me motivated and keeping me up. So please, if I don't care if you don't have the time, do this anyway, check out their music, check out their socials. Um, Just Nick is at justnick underscore three or three underscore, you'll find him. And then at I am Kanashi. They are beautiful people. You're gonna love what they do. And I would not be here without them. So find positivity in them because they're beautiful. Yes, they are. And actually, I'm going to put all of their uh, ads as well as yours in the description. Guys, also, as well as Just Nick, right, he is, he is just dropped a new song called Growth, I believe. Make sure you check that out because I know this year. Yeah. Yeah. Go check him out because literally Just Nick, right, I, I say, right, there's creatives. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys, there's creatives who are going to be on this podcast who five years or less are going to be big they are going to be big and just nick is one of them really consistent makes yeah. a lot of good music so i'm going to put um his new uh is it a single it's a growth is a single right yeah it's a single growth yeah so i'm going to put that in in the description below and he's in our um latest design this this device is definitely so guys check it out on our website um uh, yeah just nick man keep on doing what you're doing but um appreciate appreciate you coming on um guys if you enjoy this podcast make sure you check us out on our social media platforms um we are on instagram at seventh tier we are on Facebook on 7th Tier, we are on Twitter on 7th Tier, and we are on TikTok on 7th Tier. So they're going to be all in the link in the description below. Um, guys, I know you're all busy. If you want to listen to this, you don't have time watching this, you want to be at work and listen to you know us having conversations with creatives, um, we are on Spotify, the Tier Talks. Um, make sure you check, you check us out on there. Um, on our website, www.7thtier.co.uk, you can listen on there. Google Podcast, the Tier Talks, Overcast, the Tier Talks, Pocket Cast, the Tier Talks, Radio Public, the Tier Talks, and Anchor, the Tier Talks. So, guys, if you want to listen to the podcast, you haven't got time to watch it, go check us out all in there. They're going to be in the link in the description below. Um, and our clothing, we are clothing man for creators, guys. So, our website, as I said, www.7thtier.co.uk um, forward slash drop. Go check us out. We've got t shirts, hoodies. Um, all aimed for creatives all of our designs are aimed towards um, being relatable to creatives and, and the struggles that creatives go through um, if you want to watch the podcast uh, go check us out on our YouTube channel 7th Tier um, we do podcasts like this every single Friday at 7pm um, our goal is to get to 100 subscribers at the end of the year so if you guys enjoyed this subscribe like uh, share it to your friends you know I think Lauren aka who's loza this podcast is going to benefit a lot of photographers so if you guys know any upcoming photographers share it to them share it to them this is important and um our second channel is more seventh tier all the snippets to the podcasts that we drop every friday at 7 p.m is going to be on there just a new channel so make sure you guys check that out there um and um yeah last thing i want to say to all creators listen to this um whether you're a graphic designer photographer artist videographer keep up the good work do not give up it's hard you're making no money even if you're not in it for the money it's difficult you have ups and downs but do not give up 
keep on working, keep on being in the trenches and um, keep on doing what you're doing. Um, but yeah, this has been a Tear Talks and um, we'll see you in the next one.